When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We are estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven women that are killing it in life. And they deserve to be celebrated. So on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and then in between those interview episodes, we'll be doing segments where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be (laughs) chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s and just learning more about one another because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun and we We have a super multicultural community and we kind of think that you might too. So why not talk all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Hell yes. Um, Also, we'll be answering listener questions. So make sure to write to us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. So let's jump into the show. Bye. Hi guys. Hey. Elizabeth here. And Alex. And I'm super excited to tell you about our guest for this week, which is such an understatement. I mean, every week I'm excited to tell you about our guest, but I'm pumped because when we initially imagined this pod, it was about just celebrating people that we knew and some people that we didn't know that were living their dreams and being super inspirational. And it just so happened that most of these people were business owners. But now that we're a little bit into our rhythm, I'm excited to be speaking with people who don't necessarily own businesses, but are just living the life that they set out for themselves. And our guest this week, I would say, completely embodies that. So our friend Bentley Robles came to sit down and chat with us this week. And Bentley is an incredible artist, songwriter, performer. And since emerging with his first single in 2019, he's been pushing pop music into bold new territory. So bold, daring, and unapologetically queer, he's become one of the defining voices of New York Underground, which is crazy because he's our friend. Right? We know cool people. We know super cool people. So, Bentley... He's going to be famous. He's definitely going to be famous. I've already famous. decided that. Yes, his music is absolutely incredible. And this year, in the year of COVID and cultural revolution, some of us are just busy working. Bentley is some of us. He's been this year just working on really innovative material, and it's only a matter of time before he's known around the globe, honestly. 
Agreed. So Bentley takes us on this really awesome journey of him living in Los Angeles where he was born and then to his life here in New York City. His explosive lead single, Hellboy, released in October of 2019, displayed the provocative lyrics and undeniable melodic gifts that would come to define his career. And after a few increasingly well-received singles, Bentley made a major breakthrough with his 2020 EP, Overdramatic. The five-track release caught the attention of music industry insiders and led to Bentley being included on Spotify's new from NYC pop playlist. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, man. His music is so... Okay, so his music videos. His music is very good, but he's such an incredible visual artist. And I've known Bentley for not too, too long, for about a year now through mutual friends. And he told me about his music, and I didn't really sit down to watch it before he agreed to come on the podcast to talk with us. So I was completely blown away by how talented he is, and I also felt like a dick for not checking it out earlier. I know. His video, his dance... Okay, everything. Everything. Singing, dancing... I really enjoy watching him perform. Totally. And his conversation with us was super candid and open about being queer and Mexican-American and coming out to his parents and navigating between living the life that is, you know, really what his immigrant parents came to America for him, to have a very safe but good life, to deciding that he wants to live out his dreams and become a a musician. And not just a musician, but a pop icon. A fucking pop icon, and he literally is one already to me. Yes. You guys, you're going to love this interview, so can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to it. We'll see you guys in the outro to talk to you about how incredible Bentley is. Enjoy. My name is Bentley Robles, and I am a indie pop icon. Yes. Inspiring icon. Um, I make music, I produce my own music, mainly electro-pop, but I've been kind of like, you know, venturing into every genre, trying everything. This has been like my renaissance of a creation year, for reals. 2019 has, I feel. 2018? 19. 2019 was kind of just like my throw stuff at the walls, see what I like, see what sticks, and then 2020 has kind of been a year of reflection, like most of us. totally. Where I've kind of figured out exactly who I am music-wise and sound-wise, and I've kind of been trying to, like, hone in on that. Yeah. create, you know, better stuff. Awesome. Okay, let's work our way back to that. Yes. So let's start at the beginning. Okay. So where did you grow up? So I was born in Southgate. So my parents are are Mexican. My mom is from Tamaulipas, and my dad's from Chihuahua, where Chihuahuas come from, in case Ah, you're wondering. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And um, they immigrated into this country very close to when I was born. Um, but I was born in Southgate in Los Angeles, and we lived there until I was six um, in a garage. So Is it a big Mexican community there? Yes, super Mexican. It's like little Mexico. I went to Spanish-speaking kindergarten, preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first grade was when I did the switchover. Mm-hmm. But my sister was born in 97 when I was six, and... Living in this garage, was it like a family friend yeah. or something? Yeah, so there was, um, there was this woman that we, we lived with called La Comadre. We called her La Comadre, which is like, you know... But, um... We rented the garage from her, and it was a back garage, like the one that's like in the little mm, like yard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was literally like a converted garage that had a tiny strip of a kitchen. The main room was like the living room, the dining room, the bedroom for my parents, and there was this little tiny sliver of like a walk-in closet where I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was amazing, actually. We had like a little outdoor patio. I have like really good memories in that. My mom, I remember my mom would like lay me down on the kitchen table, and she would like cook 
and it was just oh. like very tiny and we were just like it was so amazing but it sounds kind of like a New York City apartment I'm not gonna lie no exactly yeah, no, yeah. I think that prepared me to live in Brooklyn oh totally. my god right <laughs> honestly yeah you probably had more size. you actually had a backyard <laughs> <laughs> like a sliver you had a patio yeah you had, yeah, you had outdoor space there <laughs> it was um it was yeah it was really cool um but when my sister was born my parents was like okay we have a uh, another child um I don't want to talk crap on Southgate but it was not the nicest neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So um, my parents were like, okay, we have two kids now. We've got to kind of like get it together. Um, and so we moved to Rancho Cucamonga, which is 45 minutes east of LA. It's really famous now. It's like the valley. It's like mm, gotten yeah. super, I don't know if you would say gentrified, if it's still gentrified over there too, because there was like literally nothing there. There wasn't like low income or anything. It was just like vineyards. Mm. So I guess it just got built up. Mm. Um, but I lived there from being six until 24. And then I moved to New York. Wow. Oh, but uh, Rancho Camongo was polar opposites. Like super, super, super white. Super, super, super safe and boring. And it was a great time. But it was like not, you don't want to live there. Yeah. Like past your, it's like the kind of place that your parents work hard to live totally, after they've totally. worked hard. Yeah. But you like don't want to like. Yeah, you know, she's an early 20s yeah. exactly. person. Same where I grew up, it sounds like. My yeah. parents are from the Bronx, and they raised us in the Catskill. The same, exactly yeah. the same. She's from oh, yeah, Queens, yeah, yeah. raised it. in Long Island. Great place to raise a family. Like, right, now I get go me the fuck out legit. of there. And, know? and yes. our parents. To but their I appreciate it now that I'm an adult legit, that yeah. they did that for yeah, me. Yeah. And I think your parents are probably the same as mine, and probably the same as yours. Is like they had foresight enough to be like, okay, it's time to go. Yes, like, exactly. Our job here was done. There's nothing here for you. It's time to go and do something else. Exactly. My parents are both kind of like hustlers where, like, they're, they're working, 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 and I think it was, like, it was an eye-opening moment to me, like, okay, it's not just us. Like, we have to find a, a space that, like, is safe for our kids. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to the house that my parents still live in now, which is, it's awesome. I remember my dad always tells the story that, like, I ran around, because we shared that backyard with, like, my madre, and, like, mm -hmm. she was literally, like, the meanest ever. She was, like, mm -hmm. this mean actually, like, grab, pull my ear, mm -hmm. and, like, oh my yell God. at me. And so he said, like, I ran around, and I was, like, so I was like running around, like <laughs> no one can tell me what to do here. Um, but no, it was it was it was an amazing like my I never needed for anything. Yeah, which is uh, something that like I owe to my parents so much. You know, we grew up in such a nice neighborhood, um, and it's it definitely affected me now. Like moving to New York, like I had some sort of adjustments there because I was like, oh, it was such a an easy environment. Like yeah. even like it's so weird. It's um the neighborhood itself was so like progressive. Even though it was like it's, it is kind of like an older neighborhood. It's still just very—I don't know if it's the SoCal vibe or whatever—but it was like mm. very progressive, very like open-minded. Like it was, it was a good neighborhood. Yeah. So when you were a kid, what did you think that you wanted to do when you grew up? I always wanted to make music. Really? Like, literally always. Like, That's I, awesome. I wrote, I wrote a song. So my first song I ever wrote was called "Baby Brianna," which is my sister. Oh, stop! And, it's so cute. Yeah, it's and really I would cute. record on the like you know when you could record on this, yes. this, the cassette and plug it in. So I yeah. recorded a song, and I don't even know how old I was, probably like seven. Um, but I always wanted to make music, like always, 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 always. But again, like dealing with the dynamic of like Latino parents and like immigrants. I'm first generation American, where they're like, you need to go to school. You need to yeah. be a lawyer or a doctor. Totally. Or, a finance guy or like you right know, like that's why we came here we believe in you but like yeah. we need you to like a backup it. right um did you did your parents did you grow up in a household full of music or yes yes and no so like my neither of my parents are like performers but they love music yeah you know my dad was big on like like introducing me to everything that he was obsessed with at the time you know like I grew up like listening to Mana which is like an iconic Latin rock band and mm -hmm. I feel like they inspired me so much to this day because they're so, like, dynamic in their writing and they're so, like, 
just out there and epic, and I, I loved that. But I listened to, like, all Latin music, lots of Latin pop. Like, I, like, grew up listening to, like, Paulina Rubio and Thalia and, like, Portuguese bands like Achebaia and all these, like, other, like, Latin bands. But then yeah. when I turned 13, I remember I wanted to buy the JoJo CD. The yes! Oh, yes! Like, like, Get Out. Yeah. Yes! And that was, like, kind of, like, my <laughs> emancipation from my parents' music. What was that song? Get Out, oh, right now, the end, end of you and me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too late. I can't wait for you to be gone. Oh, it's yeah, so good. iconic. Um, but I, I remember, like, when I wanted to buy that CD, that was, like, right in that whole, like, change because my dad was like, no, you're not buying that CD. That's a girl CD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. my mom ended up buying me the karaoke CD yes. that had another girl that wasn't JoJo singing those songs. But that oh, was like cute. her that's... And then later I bought it myself. But yeah. I always I always tell people wow. that like, that's the first CD like I wanted to buy. Yeah. Right. That was an influence JoJo's by album. your parents. Yeah. yeah. Did you want the whole album? Did you want a single? I wanted the whole album. I feel like that was such a moment singles. Oh yeah, by yeah. I got a lot of singles, yes. a lot of three dollars. Also, from I Walmart. was using my babysitting money, so it was like, what do I have money for? A single. A single. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I respect you wanted the whole like, album. You were like, no, no, I need to see what this no, girl's yeah. about. I believe in her. Joanne a side was... and B side. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. So you always wanted to make music, and but your parents wanted you to get something a little bit safer. Mm -hmm. What did you did you eventually end up going? Well, I'll first in high school, did you study music at all? Well, I was in. Chamber choir um, and show choir. <laughs> what's chamber? What's the difference between the two? So chamber choir is like the varsity choir, pretty oh, much. Okay. Like the at least in my school, it was like there was you know, advanced women's choir, treble and baritone choir, mm. which isn't like so. There's like intermixed and then just women's, and there's chamber choir, which is like you have to audition for and like well. that's the one that goes to competitions and that's yeah. the one that learns like everything. So I was a freshman and okay, so sidetrack a little bit. So like I, I'm a gay man um, and. This is kind of like when all of that was happening. So like around eighth grade, seventh grade is when I like started to feel like really different. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what it was. You know, I always say like you're coming into your sexuality, but like you're not sexually active, and sex doesn't matter to you. So you're even more confused. In it's a, a way. very weird, right, it, especially yeah. if you're coming from a household. And not to shit on my parents, I mean they're phenomenal people, but like you know, there was like homophobic things said and stuff that, that to this day I'm sure. Can't have the JoJo feel, CD. It's a exactly, girl CD. Exactly. Right. Know. Without that intention. Um, I can't do the motion because we're on. People can't see me, but like. I remember. What is this? What is? What this be called? Spinning. Uh, I'm spinning my arms in circle. My yeah. Hands in like, circle. Like, you can do like it. Cha -cha. It's electric. Yeah. Yeah. I, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I remember I did that when I was like 11, and my dad was like, "Don't do that. That's like a girl's move. You can't mm. do that. You know." Yeah. So it's like little things like that. I think affected this. But anyway, when I'm when I'm seven and seventh and eighth grade, like I'm starting to feel different. I don't know what it means, mm -hmm. but like I know I'm not like other boys, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember. I wanted to sing, and I was, like, singing, and I was, like, writing songs, and, like, all my friends were, like, cool, but they were, like, also, like, you shouldn't be doing this, like, you know, it's kind of, like, weird. Mm. And I remember I talked to a ninth grader. He came, it was the last day of eighth grade, and me and my two friends were hanging out, and his name was Josh, and he was, like, he's giving us advice on, like, how to handle high school. Mm -hmm. Like, to the class, kind of? <laughs> to, like, just us three. Okay. Like, yes. me and my two friends, John and Rachel, mm. and... They were like, he was like, we were all asking questions, and I was like, I kind of want to join choir. And he's like, I wouldn't join choir. Oh, I also was like, like this ad adult, and I was like, hey, so I have this problem. Everyone thinks I'm gay, and I just don't want to, I don't, I'm not, and I just mm -hmm. want to deal with that. And that was the first, but then I asked him about joining choir, and he's like, well, you probably shouldn't do choir, because that's probably going to, like, reinforce the gay thing. Right. But, <laughs> you know, very adult conversation. Right, right, you know? right. And it's like, okay, okay. So I remember I didn't audition for choir. That whole summer, I didn't have the confidence wow. to do choir. And then, my freshman 
like literally, I don't know, this is crazy. I can't even remember the exact story, but like the elective that I had picked was full. So the morning of my freshman first day of school, I just picked an elective and I was like, <laughs> choir i'll just do choir. right right, right. <laughs> I, I guess i'll just have to I do really choir to not do choir but all right and i remember i was in treble baritone choir which is like the level one choir for literally a week and then my choir teacher was like hey you should audition for chamber choir like you're too good to be in trouble baritone choir you clearly want to sing because it's kind yeah. of like all the kids that have the elective that are like ave maria like you know they're there like, right. not to sing. so i auditioned to chamber choir and then i was the first freshman in like eight years at my school to make it yeah, so it was really well, cool. awesome. I love that you couldn't hide your passion. Like your teacher was like, "You obviously really want to sing." Like I'm really loving what it. Are you doing yeah, 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 here? exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, and that then I did show awesome. choir too, which is like you dance and you sing. And yeah, like show I love tunes. It. Yeah, it was really fun. Should we talk about show tunes? Yeah, I love show tunes. <laughs> I love, I love <laughs> show tunes. Can we talk about the fact, like listening to? Uh, do you guys ever fall into those like listening to a musical? Album soundtrack? instead of like listening to pop music or whatever music you listen to not, for a while. Not listen anymore, to the red soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> the what? I still rent? listen to the red. Why soundtrack. Oh, I can't. Take me Oh my god, yes. you guys need to do a cover of Take Me or Leave Me. We Take should. Me, I sang at a karaoke while wasted. This was like a few months before COVID. Yeah. Um, I stayed out. I was at Sing Sing until they closed I, that night, and there was a man singing Rent songs, and he Iconic. was just like, "You got to sing this with me." Yeah. And we we sang it. Why did I start? I don't sound good. I'm not sobbing, walking down the street, singing. Five hundred twenty-five thousand. <laughs> we sing that in my choir in middle school. Like sobbing <laughs> at a, as a thirty-four-year-old, like understanding the lyrics. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, how do you measure I, year? I, called, um, I love that movie. I love obviously stage, but that movie yes. is like, so good. Yeah, I never wanted to see the play like, when I was thirteen. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, just like, like oh, oh my god, Tay Diggs. But like the, oh the god, sad one. Time. First of all, Tay Diggs yes. is underrated. For <laughs> fucking real. For who? Like the rest <laughs> of the like, guys. <laughs> we, my people know about Tay Diggs. Okay, <laughs> sweet, 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 sweet. The general public needs to like, like how he was in Chicago too. But like just oh, like, yes. like he's yeah. just like skidoo and just like that. He's like two things in oh, Chicago. Oh, he's just like <laughs> so chocolatey, delicious. He is beautiful. But even his voice, like you just did it so perfectly. Like everything about yeah, that yeah. man He's is smooth. the way you did it gave me chills, honestly. I know. All right, we should um, probably start talking. Yeah. About what you was again. like the first? What got you into show tune stuff? Uh, okay. So anyway, it actually goes perfect. Um, so like I did show choir. Um, then all my freshman year went by. I kind of like learned who I am. I lost the friends that I was friends with in eighth grade. So like one guy, John Forrester, that was a straight guy that was like, hey, stop being so gay. I said his first yeah. last name is that fine. And I've never so it's up to you. His last name is, is not that. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, his last name is not that. John Forrester, if you're out there, you're a great guy. <laughs> I haven't talked to you since 2004. Uh, but anyway, I, uh, he um, stopped being my friend because it was just like too risky for him. And it makes sense. Like going into mm -hmm. freshman year, I'm still in the closet, so it's like whatever. And then Rachel, my good friend, who was my girlfriend for eighth grade, um, who tried to kiss me and I had a panic attack. But anyway, oh my I, god, she, oh, poor she went to another school. Um, poor Rachel, she didn't understand. I know, poor Rachel, she was like. I just want to make out. Um, but I, I, so I like found who I was. I had all these choir friends, and I also had like male friends that were heterosexual in choir that were like, dude, like, be who you are. Who cares? Yeah, that's great. So I started dating with Joel at the end of freshman year mm -hmm. for like literally three days. And had you like come out at that point, or no, not even? You just no, kind of like kind of like. Well, yeah. I, I kind of started telling people that I was bi. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he gave me a note, and my mom found the note. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm home, and I'm just. Are you gay? And I'm just like, what the? And she's just like, I found this note. Who is this? And I was like, I'm bi. And I and I and I, I hate that like the bi people have had this like, they're like, shit shit on in this way that like bisexuality doesn't exist. My sister is bisexual and she's like full force bisexual like 
You know, I was not. I was just like using that as an excuse. But my mom goes, totally. "You're not bi. You're gay. Like I know you're gay. Like uh and like spurs oh, into this mom. dramatic scene. Wait, in and a then, good way or in a bad way? In a, I think like in, in a ba- bad about way. About her way, maybe. In a bad way because it was like, as like a Latina conservative mom, she was just like, my son's gay. Oh, because um, I I used bi as like kind of like a transition pill. You know, totally, like it's kind of yeah. like I also Easier feel like women. You know, but it's like no, you're gay. You're gay. So she kind of went crazy. I ended up like breaking up with this guy Joel the next day because he also tried to kiss me and mm-hmm. I realized I just had anxiety for kissing and I was like, don't want to kiss boys or girls. So I actually like went back in the closet for like a solid six months because I was like, oh, I guess I'm not gay. This well, is perfect. Well, fair enough. Mm. Why, why wouldn't you when yeah. you tried to show who you were and it kind of it exactly. seems easier at that no. point to like yeah. not. I think, yeah, you know, I think it's too, like goes into so much, like it's so important to me for like queer people to be represented when you're like younger because like, you think just sexuality, and like that's such a small part, yeah. you know, like of, of who you are. You know, it's it's. But anyway, I so I went back in the closet. Then I came out sophomore year. Finally, I came out. I started dating this guy Gabriel. He was like super cool. We were like the gay couple in sophomore year. And then I hadn't come out to my dad yet. And I remember, I was wearing Gabriel's sweater, and I went into my dad's room, and I'm like talking to him. And he's like, "Who's sweater in that?" And I don't know what came over me, but I just go, "My boyfriend's." And in Spanish, there's this thing called que huevos, which is just like, what balls? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, good for you. And he just goes like, que huevos, mijo. Okay, está bien. Oh like, my just God. good for you. And that's how I came out to my dad. And it was wow. so smooth, so easy. Since this day, he has supported, since that day, he supported me so much. My sister's also queer. She came out like a full five years later. And my parents support them. And now my dad, like, wears shirts yes. that are, like, pro-queer. Like, he has a shirt that says the gay agenda that he loves. And it's like... <gasps> Tacos, tacos, be gay, be gay. Actually, you know what? I, I'm doing that's that shirt. So I'm not doing that shirt justice. It says be gay every day, except Tuesday it says tacos. I love that's it. Hilarious. <laughs> Wait, so I have a question. Within the Mexican community, is it likely that parents will accept their gay child or not no. at all? No, 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 yeah, okay. no, no, no. I don't know how I was so blessed with yeah. my parents. And like that's something They sound that, great in every way. Your they parents. you know, they they are truly the best. I hope you're listening. Mom and Dad, listen to this. Aww. Uh, no, but they um, they are truly the best. They have supported me so much, and like they even feel guilty. I, I know my parents feel guilty for like stuff they may have said before I came out, yeah. which I think is so like so huge of them to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Because like yeah. my dad, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't know. Like I remember like I'd have long hair, and my dad would be like, you look like a fruit. Like don't, right. yeah. you know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of so the, parents are not given any <coughs> sort of direction as no to how, how to right to be a parent and to even think deeply enough to be like maybe he's doing that because he is a. You know, exactly. like not they thinking. don't think, and like even like us right now, none of us have kids, right? Yeah, no, 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 but uh, you know, you, you, you think your kids are gonna like be similar to you, or you think like you have an idea, like there could be something like a profession, for example, let's say that like doesn't exist now, that'll exist when our kid totally. is, is yeah. 18, maybe like our kids will go to space, and like yeah. how are we gonna process our kids going to school in space, you know what I mean, right, right now, right. when like. We literally were brought up without it. And I'm obviously queerness on any spectrum is like not a choice. Yeah. And I, that's my biggest thing that I want to like always push. But you know, your your parents like don't, don't really think about that. They're just kind of like, oh, he's going to get married, he's going to have kids, it's going right. to be great. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like, they envision this. Then you, in a way, like become this person that they had no idea. And of course, it scares them, you know? Right. But my parents. Killed it, crushed it, amazing. And yes. Love That's it. That's awesome. Love yeah. you guys. Yeah. Love you guys. <laughs> I'm sure, too, is it's like, I think parents, for the, I mean, all parents just want to keep their kids safe, and yeah. so much of what they do is, is fear-based, right? Like, whether you see it or not, and so also ways in which they behave is fear-based, and I imagine that these days, or like our generation of parents, because 
it wasn't the 50s or 60s or 70s, even the 80s. Like, there's just a lot of representation. There's a lot more acceptance in the general cultural zeitgeist that they probably knew, like, okay, the chances of my son getting jumped for being who he is are probably 50% lower than they were 10 years ago. So this is something that we yeah. can, like, stand behind knowing that he'll be safe, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, not to speak for your parents, but, I mean, I don't know. I've got parents, I, I know friends who, like, like, you know, I love your dreads, but, like, my parents would say that that was ghetto. And that's, like, just them trying, that's just wow. fear. That's just fear because in their generation, you couldn't wear your hair natural because you would be called ghetto or you wouldn't get a job yeah. or, like, you'd be treated a different way. But it's different times now, right? Yeah. And so it's, it just, it shows itself in so many ways, just fear yeah. for your children because of the cultural world that we live in. Yeah, and it just kind of sucks because it's a system, whether it's based on, like, your race or your orientation or your, or your gender, where it's, like, there's these standards of, like, this is how you have to act. Mm -hmm. And we all have to abide by them. However, some people have to do twice as much work to abide by them. Whereas, yeah. like, people of color have to be relaxing their hair, where the white girls just get to have it that way. Or, right. or like, you know, the queer boys mm -hmm. have to deepen their voice and they have to right. pretend they like sports, you know? Or, you know, women have to be okay with clutching their keys on their walk home, like, between their fingers. Where it's like all these, like, it's like, no, we can't have a standard that, like, some people just chill and other people have to be, like, come climbing right. to, to get to. Right. You know yes. what I mean? It's like, it's so ridiculous. You know, like, my good friend, Alasia, that lives with me now, she grew up in Ranch Cucamonga and she's, you know, a black woman and she's 29 and she's, like, We've been chatting and chatting, and it's like, I've been here five years, I've learned so much about all cultures, not even just, like, in, in California, it's like, you're Mexican, you're white, you're black, you're Asian. Right. Here, it's like, well, you're Dominican, you're Puerto Rican, you're El Salvadorian, you're Colombian, you're, you're right. whatever, you're, you're Haitian, whatever you are, right? Right. Um, and there's a group for it. Yeah, It's exactly. like, you're that, and you're not alone. Exactly. And you got a parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how <laughs> many parades are there in this city but for everybody? Yeah, but she was, she was going through, like, she started to wear her hair natural now, and she's like, in Rancho Cucamonga, she's like, I'd never dream of, like, letting my curls out, like, I feel like it looks like a fro, and, but, like, New York makes me so much more comfortable. Yeah. And that's why I love New York, because it's like, you see someone with dreads in any of those, like, stupid like things that have been implanted in your head where you like fit to fit. they're not there you're, yeah. you're kind of like oh my gosh this is like that's this person's identity and that's this person's totally. identity and I, yeah. I want that to like spread over the yeah. u.s which it needs to and 2016 yeah. was a big year of waking up that it hasn't spread in the u.s yeah. but yeah i mean yeah. it's crazy to think yeah because i even think of stupid shit you know i'm a white girl i grew up most of my life on long island and little things like in middle school, I liked to wear rainbow socks that came up to my knees, but that was looked at as like, oh, that's that fucking weird. weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? But then I moved to Brooklyn at 19, and it was like, you're not even weird enough. Yeah, you yeah. Know? nobody's right. looking at you. Like, right, that's so no one cares. But like, just a little thing like that, I couldn't imagine if it was something like my hair. It's crazy to me. But it's I so love that New York can be you that for people. Change. Like, like I'm sure we've heard it. Like you guys have heard it. Like kids getting sent home. Or having like so braids, or having yes. like dreads, or having like that's just it's we're so, just it's awful. like continuing like the the racist like right. ideals. It, well, it's, it's just totally. not understanding. It's just not understanding. Like I was speaking with my good friend Sabrina about this before. It's funny that you said. So we were talking right before we started recording. I showed Bentley a picture of me from like when I was nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I had like my first weave ever. It was awful, but I wore a weave for like probably my. 
from 19 to like maybe 22, I probably wore a weave, right? Mm -hmm. 23 or something. And there's a joke that I like to say, like after a little bit, you're not wearing the weave, the weave's wearing you. Uh. Because you're like, oh my God, nobody will think I'm beautiful if they see what I actually look like under this. Like the long story short is you just have to get past that. But the interesting thing is how many people, once I did cut my hair short, white people, or not even white people, because a friend of mine told me that Asian people would say this to her all the time. They would see what we used to look like. For her, it was that on her license her uh, cosmetology license she's in a weave and they would say you look so much better like that you should do your hair like that again and it's like first of all everybody looks better than weave straight curly whatever it is if you can sew some hair in your head like you're gonna look better that's number one it's a stupid thing to say but number two you're talking about your culture you're talking about how things look good to you in your eyes through the lens of your culture not through the lens of my culture and that's why things i mean all of us know this obviously but it's like that's when things get so difficult like the amount of people who've touched my hair and have been like oh my god it's soft and it's like, yes, bitch, it's soft. Why would you think that it's otherwise? It's so loaded. But it's also, it's loaded, but it's also like so you've you never touched the black person's hair. Yeah. And so, of course, you think that it's harsh because, like, you were made to think that it's like this weird, brillowy, ugly, monstrous thing because in culture, we are made to be these monstrous people. Not that it's soft like lamb's wool, you know, which, yeah. like, makes fucking sense. But anyway, it's like understanding, knowing. If you touch the, a black girl's hair at five, you wouldn't say that at 25, do yeah. you know? Like, yeah. you wouldn't think that it was ugly at 25. And it's, and it's just, like, sh- having conversations like this, just, like, sharing yeah. culture, sharing knowledge, Yeah, it's right? also, it's like, so stupid that, like, things get then, like, different gets then a synonym with lesser. You know what yes. I mean? Like, right. for example, yes. like, huge part of all this, right, revolves around, like, darker your skin is, the lesser you are, right? Mm-hmm. When it's, like, you guys are estheticians, you freaking know, like, no offense. I mean, I'm 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 super white passing. My skin is probably like a white boy skin, but it's like black people. Their skin is like beautiful and perfect and protected from the sun and does not age and does not wrinkle and just like you know what I mean. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you're so proud of your like white skin that you're gonna look wrinkly at like thirty. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. I mean? no, it's like totally. your skin is drier. Your skin is like I've never understood that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like because it's bullshit. It's so, and <laughs> it then, is. It's all bullshit. And yeah. then obviously I don't want to. This is opening Pandora's box, but then it's like. All the things that white people take from like black people beauty culture, like, like tanning, thi- like yeah, like like, yeah. <laughs> like tanning <laughs> exactly and moisturizing saying, and yes. like all these things. You know what yes. I mean? Like it's just like you pick and choose what is worthy, right? Like and it's in like, so many ways, not just so... looks with music, with parts of culture. Totally, so insane. But that's right. also you pick why the like the parts green... you want to make part of you and then claim yes. it as your own. But I think it's that's so why fun. like our generation, Gen X, millennials. Gen Z, why this great cultural revolution can happen is because people are aware of like, wait a second, I've been listening to Jay Z since like 1999. Yeah. Like that's a black guy I like. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, exactly. And or or whatever it is, it's just so much of American culture is black culture, and we are of the generation that recognizes that fully. Uh-huh. And it's not just now; yes. it's been since like. Forever, like forever. forever. Do you know? I mean, even one of the reasons I love Dolly Parton's America so much is like they even go into the hillbilly countryside and they start pulling instruments from Afghanistan and Africa Mm -hmm. and like and how it all comes together to make this American sound, right? And so it's like now we are educated enough and well spoken enough and well and everything is visible enough. Yeah. That as our cultural zeitgeist, we can see that and be like, wait a second. And well, that's I think why like that generation is so powerful. because even with like the Black Lives Matter movement, right? We're fed something by the media, and then we also can see things firsthand. Totally, and it, yeah. and it applies yes. with everything, like with 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 queerness and, and gay people. You know, 
somebody that's really a good person, but it's growing up in one of these like areas that's homophobic, like starts to see gay people as how their parents are telling them. Whereas like people now start to meet gay people or start totally. to meet people of color and go, whoa, 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 wait. This person, I mean, I'm not gonna like, you know, I've, I still meet people to this day that tell me, hey, like I have a lot of straight male friends now where 10 years ago I was afraid to. Mm. And I have a lot of like really good straight male friends that like, I know that I've changed their view on gay men. You know what I mean? I know that I've killed the whole, oh, uh, he's cool, but like, I don't want him to like touch me, you know? And it's like, yeah. listen, bro, you're not my type. Like, <laughs> you're not cute. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's an interesting fear that I, I have never spoken to, I guess, a gay man to this level that I would know that that was a fear, but it's very interesting also because one would think that it would be reversed. One would think that it's straight men being afraid to be a, to be friends with gay people. And it's very interesting that you had that fear. You were like, I don't want to befriend a straight man because of X, Y, and Z. And all the reasons that you have, honestly, the same reason I'm afraid of straight white guys for the most yeah. part. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting and good to also hear, I think, because yeah. I think most people would probably have that well, idea. You start to think because your sexuality or the color of your skin or whatever becomes such a huge part of how you're valued by society, you start to think that that's like all that you have really much. So it's like mm. when, when everybody gave a fuck about my queerness and that was everything that mattered, it was like, well, I can't be friends with, with cis straight men because like I'm queer and we, we're not going to click. Totally. Whereas like you start to like some of my best friends now, like we have so much in common. We have the same mentality. We're both men. You know what I yeah. mean? We have, you're we human. connect as being men. We connect as being Latino, we connect as being from California, whatever, right? There's so many levels, and mm -hmm. and it, it, I feel so much more awake because, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I made it through middle school and high school because of women. Like, women are, you know, they saved me because mm -hmm. girls are different, you know, at that age. Yeah. They, they have your back when men don't, and I had girls yeah. that, when I was in the closet, would be like, he's not gay, leave him alone, to girls that were like, yeah, he's gay, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I'm so happy that, like, I can finally feel comfortable with men as well because it's you know there's so much to offer from both sides yeah. of it and it's like everybody has so much to bring to the table totally. and it's like yeah I'm so happy by that you know yeah and it, it can apply to color too you know what totally. I mean it's like white girl's best friend could be a black girl that maybe like five or six years prior to that she would never think because her parents made her feel like she yeah. had nothing in common yes a hundred percent the amount of women we were just talking about this this morning the amount of women who I've met like I always joke that <laughs> I'll say it in the pod because I'm proud. Yes. I'm like, I've got my militant whites. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if anything happens yeah. and the KKK comes marching down the street and they're like, Elizabeth Taylor, we're here for you. I've got a whole neighborhood of militant ass white people yeah. that will be like, not our black lady. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. And shockingly, I'm so surprised to hear so many of them say like they didn't come from families like that. They had to unlearn things. They had to meet people of color and be like, oh my God, I'm the asshole. My family are the assholes. They're the problem. Yeah. Let's change this. I think yeah. most, I don't want to speak on behalf of all white people. I, I don't even have that many friends. Yeah, here <laughs> I am. Here I am. <laughs> but like, I, love it. I don't think I have one white friend whose parents taught them anything that they feel right now wow. towards the Black Lives Movement. I mean, I'm just speaking from the people no, that I, I know. I totally it's not agree. a lot. I totally yeah. But I, yeah. real quick before we go on, I had a client yesterday who's from France. She only moved here like a year ago for her husband's job. She has her kids enrolled in the school over here that's like French immersion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I hate that my first thought, because I'm also listening to this podcast called Nice White Parents. Oh, and it's God, about, I need to listen to this yes, podcast. Yes, it's basically about the segregation in the New York City public school system. Mm -hmm. 
And they talk about this one school that's like a French immersion. So I had my idea about this woman. I'm mm-hmm, just like, oh mm-hmm. my God, she has her kids in this because she doesn't want them with like non-white kids. Then she went on to tell me her kids are three and five, how she's like explained everything about, to her three-year-old about yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement yeah. and about like how you treat people. Totally. I couldn't believe it. That's what I mean about my militant whites. My militant it. white ladies <laughs> coming in here with three Cartier bracelets on their wrists talking about how Indiana Jones is problematic because of the white savior going into these Indian communities. Save, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, wait know. a second, what? Talking yeah. about our PTA raises too much money, so we're going to go to the next school district and give it to them because these are a bunch of rich white ladies. They don't. Yeah. What? That's yeah. what I'm talking about with my militant whites. <laughs> like, right. Y'all are so dope. I, I think that, like, now parents are, not all parents, some parents are starting to talk about that, but I definitely know. That yeah. was something that I learned on my own. Yeah. But also learned by being around people who in high school who weren't okay with gays, who weren't okay with, you know, probably Jews even. I'm sure they talk yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Or it's like, the, like, there's just like the rude stereotypes that that are said over and over and maybe like, yes. they don't see it as like an anti-Jew thing, but yeah. it's like, right. it's building up. It's and like, oh, you're cheap, you're cheap, you're cheap. You know, it starts to right. like build up those those funny jokes. Totally. You know? Yeah, microaggressions. microaggressions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it goes back to parents saying maybe little things that they don't even mean to be totally. any sort of way, but your kids pick up on that shit and they'll go either one oh, or two yeah. ways. That's what they were raised with, so that's what they believe in, or they're just like, I'm going to question my parents because they're totally. whack. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's so true. It's so, I, but, I'm not even, I'm like thinking of all of like the fucked up things that like, do you know what parents would say to me? And they would say this to Jess also. And you guys can't see me, so you don't know what I look like. But, like, my parents are Gorgeous, both black. Stunning. Oh, thank you. It's all like, But, like, my parents More are both black, Beyonce. but we're just like... <laughs> guys, you don't blush on that. But, like, I am, like, legit, like, descendant of slaves. Family came, came from, you know, we can trace our lineage back to, like, you know, the turn of the century, 1700s, right? So, like, of course, we are all types of mixed amazing, everything. Do you know? Thanks, dude. Not that, not that for where you come, not that's right. awful, but you know, right, like, that you right. can look that far back. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. To clarify. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> but, and so we look very, I, I'm brown, but I look like it could be anything, right? Yeah. Parents would say to me, oh my God, I just realized you're so beautiful because you have white features. <gasps> I've heard like, that before, too. So I've heard many that before. times, as if it was a comp- And then we would wait for me to say, like, oh my thank, God, you. thank you. And it's so, like, it's so fucked what up. What in the actual... Because what do you say to that? What well, do you say when you're 13 years old yeah. and here's a parent who's, so like, much. a power dynamic? Right. You know what I mean? Uh, like, the fuck you... Sp- anyway, but it's shit like that. People don't say that shit. First of all, anybody listening to this oh podcast, it would be like you're shit. gay. You don't look gay. Exactly. Oh my like, god, I was gonna mean exactly. always. I like they like literally people were like, oh, but you're not. You're gay, but you're not like gay. Oh yeah. Hand yeah. wrist flick. Oh, doing cool. the same. And it's just like yes. I should be like, oh, thank you, thank you so much. Right. Uh, oh my god. You know. It's well, like, actually, I, always, I like the dick. So I don't. I'm I was gonna say. Gay. I don't know if I can say this on a podcast, so feel free to edit it out. But no, I, my answer is always like, well, I, I, I love to choke on cock either way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, thank you so much that like I, I, I'm coming off heterosexual. I am definitely not. Yes. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I love yeah. it. I want balls in my face. Like no. So it's like, but it's so it's so hard. Yeah. And you know, like my, I, I was talking. Before the podcast about my husband. My husband's from Ireland. He's amazing. He's been here since 2017. Um, But we've we have such separate upbringings because I grew up in SoCal and I came out at 14. Like he grew up in like a super Catholic. Like he had to go 
to mass in his school. Yeah. Like he, I'm gonna get Whoa. this wrong, and he's gonna get mad. But like his graduating class have like six boys and six girls, and like it was wow. so small. You know, he's from County Cork. Right. It's like super, super, super. Um, and he has the same point of view as now that he's in New York. But he, he's such a, he, he can be looked at as such like people will never think he's gay if you right. see him. You know what I mean? It's right. like he's six three. He has an Irish accent. He's a deep voice. Like you know. But he, you know, we, we both, we have that in common where we're both like, okay, well, you know, you put a camera in our room. <laughs> <laughs> and neither of us are straight. You're um, quite but, gay. But also yeah, just we're like, very, very gay. like things, stereotypes are just that for a reason. They're stereotypes, right? And, and within that are nuances of humans, yeah. you know, that are well-rounded people that don't act exactly like whatever it is that you saw on TV or read in a book or, right. or yeah. the picture that was painted. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's, for you, right? It's, it's too, like, I'm kind of backtracking with this, but I wanted to say on it before it passes because it's something I feel just, like, listening to you talk about your experience and, like, again, my really good friend, Delasia, that lives with me, you know, growing up in Rancho Cucamonga as a black woman. I, I just feel like it's what makes all this so scary and so important right now that, like, none of that matters, what you've been through and all the good things you've contributed to this neighborhood and to your friends and family and, and how many people care for you and how many barriers you've broken, right, mm. within racism that you're at risk if you're just walking in the wrong area. Like, again, not to, I don't want to get, like, depressing, but it's, like, it's the things that make me realize, like, there's so much more to be done because it's, totally. like, you know, you could be at risk of getting hurt, you know, if you are totally. if you walked by the wrong house. Yeah. And, you know, like, no one's going to care. It, those horrible bigots, totally. disgusting racist people, they're not going to care. No. Or even have a second to, like, let you share your story. And it's, yeah. like... That's what I was thinking with with my friend Elijah when the Black Lives Matter movement was happening. She said she had a weird moment where, like, there was a car that was set on fire on my street during all the riots. Jesus. It was a cop, undercover cop car, and she said mm-hmm. she was walking by there the next morning to go to work, and the, all the cops were staring at her. And she was like, it was such a weird dynamic. She was like, I was so grateful they were there, mm-hmm. but at the same time, so, like, the way they looked at me and yeah. the way they made me feel, like, if, all, if I, this was my fault somehow, and right. it's just like, you don't even get a second to really, like, you're... The color of your skin and who you are yeah. immediately Pretty just judgment. decides for you. And Legit. it's just like, yeah. it. that to me is like, okay, that's why. Like, it doesn't matter that there's so many people that are like all of a sudden accepting and all of a sudden like there's still just so much more to be done until oh, totally. everybody gets it together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is kind of a funny topic. It's not really that funny. But I always joke. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm a 10 in New York. I'm a 5 in like fucking Arizona. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I would not. I would not be able to speak Spanish in Arizona. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm Bentley." Uh, exactly. You I'm know Bentley what I mean? Williams. Uh, How's it going? ATVs. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, exactly. Love it's Arizona iced tea. It's uh, the truth, and I know, and I'm fine with it because America. Yeah, America. America. Oh, this is where God. we are. It's anyway. So okay, so let's get back to you. That okay. was oh, a yeah. really great tangent. That was awesome. I love that. Where were we? So we were in high school. High school. So yes. we are in high school. After high school, what were your plans? So, okay, so first of all, in like junior year of high school, I started making all these songs. Like, okay. And I started writing mm. all these songs on Mixcraft 3 on my windows. And then like I started like... I would buy loops, or I would, or I would use samples of my voice, and I wrote this whole EP, and I have this tattoo on the back of my neck that says pl- 100% plastic with a K, 
because I started my own label called Plastic Records, and oh, me and my friend, love it. Uh, it's like Barbie uh, Ashley Victoria, we were putting out pop music, and we were just like, and she was just like, That's so fun. She she's like a, a a bigger, you know, like society would be like, you're you're a big girl, you're not like a pop icon. So it was like, I'm gonna be this pop icon and like change body standards, and I was like, well, I'm this queer guy, and we're gonna change like, and we were writing all this pop music together, and we were making all this stuff, and we had all these dreams, right? Well, life gets in the way. I, as as amazing as my parents were growing up, when I hit 18. It was just too much, like, Latino testosterone, Latino testosterone. Me and my dad are just, like, up against each other. So I moved out of my parents' house at 18. And I moved into, I rented a room in this, like, looking back now, trap house. And, <laughs> like, we couldn't use our bathtub because Sounds they were like throwing things in there. And they had other things that going on there. And there was, like, a thousand people living there. Um, and I actually got scabies at this house. Side story, really oh sad. God. But um, don't. I don't recommend scabies, guys. Um, but uh, <laughs> Not recommended. I ended up bouncing from apartment to apartment for a while because I couldn't go back to my parents' house. It was yeah. it was a pride thing. It was like a yeah. it was, so. I got caught up in working, working, working. I, I got my cosmetology license. I started doing hair, which oh. I, I think I don't know if you guys knew about. I, got, me. I did, but I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a cosmo. I went yeah. to cosmo school in 2010. Um, started working in this bougie salon in Claremont called Audacious mm -hmm. Salon, and was just doing hair, doing hair, and the music was still happening. But I also got addicted to the other success. You know, when you're doing something that's like artistic, like you were talking to me about, um, you know, your your aspirations for, um, I was gonna say, it's True Beauty Brooklyn, or true, true, not True Brooklyn Beauty, right? No, True Beauty Brooklyn. True Beauty Brooklyn, I almost got it true wrong, Brooklyn I didn't want to say it, beauty. TBB. Um, true your aspirations Brooklyn? for True, true Beauty Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. true, true. Wait, what is it? <laughs> true Brooklyn Beauty, True Beauty Brooklyn, whatever it is, TBB. Uh, iconic. Uh, you were talking about your aspirations <laughs> oh, for the brand. <laughs> Um, where you're like, you know, maybe six years ago, you're like, I want a storefront. And then right. then you start to grow, and you're like, I want more and more and more. Totally. So I was satisfied with the hair thing for a while, where I was like, I'm killing it, I've got all these clients, I've got my own apartment, I've got a car. So you like, your real dreams kind of go in the back burner, because totally. you're getting affirmed, like micro-affirmed, yes. by the successes that right. aren't necessarily your true like, this goals. Is what I'm supposed totally. to do, yes. But it's like, um, so music kind of got on the back burner, and then, I left my salon in 2013 and opened my own studio about the same size as this. Oh, wow. In um, California. In California, Rancho Camonga. And That's was so cool. blowing up and was great. It was called Bravado Hair Studio. I got my Redken Certified Colorist in New York. I was, like, taking all these classes. I was, like, a big shot in Rancho. And then I, like, one day was, like, I don't want to be a big shot in Rancho Camonga. Like, I don't. I, I would rather start from scratch and be somewhere else. Yeah. And that takes a lot. Yeah. Like it was hard. It yeah. was really hard. Starting over. Throwing I, everything I had like away. a fully booked client list, wow. and this is all when I was still going by my birth name, which is Bruno. Mm. Um, I'm, my name is Bruno Robles, and oh uh, very Bruno Pasi Robles. Um, so cute. But thank you. But I, I Bruno. was like, I was just ready for a change, and like my, you know, my, my, my music persona was Bentley Rhodes at the time, and I was like mm -hmm. putting out all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, I want to move to New York. And my friend Tori, that was making music with me, was like, I want to move to New York too. So we just up and moved to New York. And wow. I started going by Bentley on all aspects. Like, not just it. my music, just everybody that I met. Bentley, Bentley, Bentley. And Got to start over. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like, it's so weird that name and in going by a name that, like, I really connected with and I really loved, like, opened up my door. I wish I could say that I got to New York and started making music, but no, I fell into the same exact traps. <laughs> I needed to make money and pay my rent, so I got yeah. this big shot job in the city and worked in that for a while. April of 2019, which is last year, um, I met, first of all, I met my husband January of 2019. Mm -hmm. And um, so we've, we've been in a very fast relationship, but I was doing dishes and he was like, what are you doing? He's like, cause he, you know, he'd heard me sing, he'd heard my songs and he was like, do you feel like you can like be a pop star? Do you feel like you've got what it takes? And I'm like, you know, 
cleaning up a bowl of spaghetti in the sink, and I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, I don't want to sound like a bitch, but like, I do. I know I can, I can do this. And he's just like, then what are you doing? Yeah. Quit your job. And I sat down, and my sister was still living with me at the time, and it was my sister, her girlfriend at the time, my husband and me, and we're painting our nails. And I'm like, I'm quitting tomorrow. And they're like, I'm gray. Yeah. I went in the next day and I quit. Yes. And oh, put shit. out and recorded and, and put out my first song May of 2019. And since then, have constantly one up myself, constantly challenged myself, put out yes. stuff. I put out that music video that we were talking about before, so Alter. Alter, you will be in a motherfucking trance. <laughs> so beautiful. And it's beautiful. I watched it a couple Thank times you. in yeah. a row. Thank and I liked the, I really loved the song. Thank you. Yeah. And it was such an experimental time for me. And it was like, it was so special. The people that were in it are all people that are close to me. It's so like multicultural and mm-hmm. it's just so, we have a it's drag beautiful. queen in it. Yeah. We have a people of color. And it's like, it's just, it's it's exactly what I wanted to put into the it's world. It's like yeah. Britney Spears, toxic, but like fancier. Yeah, I like it. Is that a, weird? That's an iconic uh, comparison. I seriously. It's a better for her. The same well, like, kind of that, trance though. Yeah, I'm the same music. Like, yes, yes. I'm quitting yeah, music right? now because mm-hmm. I just want that to forever be my life. <laughs> Um, but now, now I'm putting out all this stuff, and now, of course, like I'm facing all like the challenges of like, now I'm like caring about all these things I didn't care about before, like my streams and like my saves and like, am I getting noticed by this blog? Am I getting noticed by this blog? So like, yeah. I, it gets crazy. It's but, like, but I'm so happy right now. Like I, I'm working a job that like, they value me as a person, as an artist still. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, I still deal with the struggles of working a job. You know right. what I mean? But at yeah. the end of the day, <laughs> my, the job. people that I work for now see me as an artist and they're like you're an artist you're a singer how's that going how's the music going you know glad that you're making money to support that and um i feel like i'm kind of unstoppable at this moment right now i have an amazing husband that believes in me and friends that believe in me that buy my songs and that's what i'm doing and i'm trying to like you know make moves like if you're listening to this right now go listen to my stuff yeah it's really fucking good it's really good tell them how to find you uh you can find me on everything on spotify apple music youtube music everything my name is bentley robles b-e-b-e-n-t-l-e-y r-o-b-l-e-s um i have tons of new music coming out this end of this year that i've been working on with some amazing people during the whole covid situation we have a lot of stuff that i wanted to put out that's like dance and fun Mm -hmm. that we didn't put out because it just wasn't the right time but i feel like later this year you know we're going to be ready to dance and have a good time again hell yes so i am really excited by it i'm working with queer people i'm working with amazing women in power like yourselves iconic people making moves and i'm just like really happy with what i'm doing brooklyn is amazing brooklyn is it opens doors brooklyn is so fucking cool but yeah it opens doors and just putting yourself you are already doing this, so I don't need to tell you, but I was just telling somebody else who just moved here the other day, and this is something that Alex and I are really working towards, obviously, but you have to put yourself out there. Exactly. Like, if you want something in the world, yeah, like... you've taught me. You just have to ask. You, I, I kind of just asked you, like, do you yeah. need someone to wax? Yeah. And when the time is right, Legit. you did. Yeah. It's like, and you plant these seeds that. because yeah. I don't know what's the worst thing you get told to totally. well, And you know how, like, they say, like... weird to just not take the chance and what, ask. They, what do they say, like, shoot for the moon, you following the stars. Yeah. Right? That, that's so true. Like, I was walking yes. over here. First of all, like, writing with people and making music and putting out songs, I don't care if it gets 4,000 streams and not 4, 4 million. Like, it's a song that I created. And, like, even walking over here, like, when I was walking to do this podcast with you guys, I was like, you know, like, I'm already living my dreams because I, I remember being a kid and wanting to talk on something like this or, you know, talk about, like, it's, it's so this yeah. is all, no, but this is already, like, 
cool. Like what? Like you know, this is already. I'm doing it already. Right. You know, the same as you guys. You know, you guys totally. have this brand that you guys. And I don't know how much I'm allowed to say on here, but you know, we we're talking about partnerships that you have coming up, and yeah. and your spokespeople for things, and and yeah. so with that, like you know, that's freaking badass. I mean, it's cool because for us, and this is something. The other reason I really wanted to start the pod is because we're here. We're in New York City. We're in Brooklyn, we're surrounded by so many incredible, beautiful, smart, driven people that are all doing something that you don't feel that special. But by default, because we're in like arguably the coolest neighborhood in the world, yeah. I'm not lying. Honestly, really where's are. the lie? Yeah. <laughs> like by default, we're creating we're the legacy. Mm-hmm. Do you know? We're doing all of this shit and we're doing it on a major scale because we're here. Yeah. And we decided to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And that is where not to turn it to me, but that is where I'm grateful that, like, my parents did, you know, move from the city to Long Island because they wanted me to be in a good school. And totally. Because then I met these people that wound up shaping my life. Some of them were shitty, but I learned those aren't my people. I don't mm-hmm. want to be around them. Yeah. So I feel like everything always comes full circle in your life. And, yeah, as an adult now, we have the power to, like, I don't know, we have the power to, like, drive our own happiness and yes. be physically where we want to be. But everything else shaped us to get there, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so many, we've heard this from so many different people, especially that we've interviewed, but just in general, people who have some sort of success. My favorite iteration of it is by Alec Baldwin, and it's this. He's from Long Island, by the way. He's from Long Island. (laughs) But he's like, I'm going to use your name because it doesn't, what I'm going to say doesn't make any sense if I use my own name. He's like, there's no such thing as the fame police. Like, nobody's going to come to your house, knock on the door and say, are you Alec Shapiro? We heard. We just gotta have you. You're the girl with the talent. We gotta have you. Fame police here. Like that doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, you have to put yourself out there. Like yeah. I can't say it with my own name because Elizabeth Taylor. They have been. I know. They did Shit. find me. You yeah. know. So I would have used somebody else's name for that example. But it's totally true. You have to put yourself out there. If you're listening out there, people, and you want to do something, fucking do it. Yes. Honestly, just do just it. Do don't it. yeah, just just do it. Yeah, just, honestly. Don't waste time. Don't waste time. When we started this podcast, we didn't even know we had to use a mic. Yeah. We literally just <laughs> Well, isn't it so crazy with your podcast? Like, first of all, I was you guys weren't in here, but I was this was like tech savvy when we were setting up. They've got wires, they've got mics, they've got oh, a yeah. cool. This was 40 all Elizabeth. I won't take in. any fucking credit. This up. is all Bart. Thanks, Bart. Bart's uh, Bart, Bart, Bart I've said before we owe you a drink, we owe but you But isn't it crazy how like you you learn more about it? Like Yes. Like, Elizabeth was in here, like, setting up all the tech stuff by herself, and she's just, like, you know, like, where it's, like, maybe you a year ago would be, like, what's this wire? <laughs> a, year ago, a year ago. Two months ago. Like, <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Like, two months ago, we did this and didn't, didn't even record correctly because I messed up two wires. I, what's it called? I, the, the, mix, the mixing engineer that I'm working with a lot, Ryan Schumer. Shout out to Ryan Schumer. He's from Long Island, too. Um, <gasps> Ryan Schumer? Uh, Is he related to Amy Schumer? Because she's from Long Island. I don't know. I don't think so. <gasps> Ryan. But, I mean, maybe. Um, but he, you know, when he we, he started helping me work on Pro Tools because I was working on Mixcraft and I was working on GarageBand and now Pro Tools. And, like, we did, like, a FaceTime session where he was on my screen watching how I make my music because he's like, hey, your tempo gets a little weird sometimes in some of your songs. Like, I want to make sure your tempo is always on. Right. And he was just like, wait, are you snapping the grid to the tempo that you want to write your music to? And I'm like, no, and he's just like, if you snap the grid, the tempo just locks and everything yeah. just is perfect. And I'm like, so much to learn, uh, so much to yeah, learn. Yeah, you just like you make it work. So. Yeah, but also another theme is if you knew all the things that it would take to put into making your dream come true, you, I personally would have never started if I knew that it was. First of all, like the financial aspect alone, 
Do you know what I would have been like? I'm not spending a thousand dollars on all that. I'll just start a blog, yeah. which I did do. Which yeah. <laughs> I tried. But the world you know? needs to hear the voice. The world needs to hear the voice. But it's just too much. It's so overwhelming yeah. to know that you need to snap the grid onto Pro Tools, which I'm not even using yeah. fucking Pro Tools. I'm still in GarageBand, dude, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. But now exactly. you can hear that, right? Now you can hear that and be like, dude, what an idiot I am. Yeah. Do you know? We now know Apparently why you use a clapboard, a clapboard when you're doing a film. Yeah, like a. Why? One of those things. So you can hear it? So that, that oh. audio and visual. So that, yeah, when you're doing, um, you can what's it called? I line up the audio. Yes, exactly. Ah, because it makes a little Post spike. It. Yes, yeah, exactly. Wow. See? Legit. I, I had that. no idea. I didn't yeah. know that either. I thought it was just because it was like, cool. Now we start. Like, action. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bart taught us that. It's like, Bart, so is there like a hard rule? He's like, yeah, this is why you use this. Yeah. There's the rule, it makes, girl. It's not just like Hollywood <laughs> glamour. It's a real thing. Legit. I love okay. it. So let's talk I'm about just a mystician, okay? <laughs> right now, filmmakers. Yeah, thank you for letting me speak about myself. By the way, I thank you. I loved your no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved, I love your really journey. Did. I love hearing your story. And also, we haven't had a musician on the show yet. <laughs> Check out Bentley's music, guys. Like his videos are legit. Right, they are different. like, first of all, you put <laughs> so much money into which one is it that we love? Alter. 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 I know you didn't tell me this, but just visually looking at it, this dude spent. A pretty penny to yeah, make this shit look legit. It's beautiful. Like Thank when I you. say it's Britney gorgeous. Spears toxic, I'm not just blowing smoke up his ass. It's awesome. Please so check it out. You're waiting for the dance moves the same way that you do when you're watching the toxic. Thank legit, you. yeah. That's so what it is. Honestly, so check it out. Like this guy. When we say <laughs> starting out, and he's hot. Yeah, you know. We'll sign, <clears> you know. So I, I want to give you justice. I don't want it to sound like there's this guy that's just like no, just, I, just I, starting I, out. Like, I definitely know. We should definitely. We should like all do like that thing that Vogue did with Billie Eilish and we should all do another podcast exactly a year from today and like catch up with each other or something else. We yes. should, we should, I love yes. Because I'd love, love, love to it. see where, where we're at, like, yes. where everybody's at. You know? We definitely have to do this for I sure. Mean, it's I like, hey guys, remember COVID? Glad it's over. God. That's what we're saying. The next time we can't oh wait God, what if it feels like at a that. concert, at your concert? Oh, yes. And we're all sweaty and touching each other and nobody's oh, afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's afraid. We were all like before the party, we were like, remember touching? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I touched Alex's knee last week. I was like, remember when I touched you? Yeah. Oh. A, week ago. a week ago. I think ago. I also love that this is the beginning of your journey, even though it's a journey you started when you were a kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But also cool that you recognize as a kid that that. I don't know. That, well, it's just, it's just if anything, yeah. like the closing thing about myself will be, and I just want to say to everybody listening, is the internal voices that are telling you not to do it because X, Y, Z, fuck all that. Just do it. Yeah, you just have do to what tell you those motherfuckers do to shut because up. They're lying You're going to do it at some point and you're going to have missed years or you're never going to do it and then you're going to be 45 and you're going to be rich and accountant. No offense to accountants. Accountant. Well, hopefully, we need you. Hopefully but then you're going to be like, why didn't I write music? those of you who don't know, we do a couple of different segments on this show. Usually people don't have both. I'm very excited that you have both. So, milk? With your dinner? <laughs> there has to be a que- an obvious question mark at the end of that statement. So, milk with your dinner is a segment that we do where we talk about being in multicultural relationships, living in our multicultural world, and just laughing at differences between cultures that we may or may not have known existed with our loved ones. And it's not racist, so <laughs> don't ever send us anything racist. Hilarity will take yes. as long as it's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So tell us your. So milk my dinner. my milk at the table is kind of simple. Well, first of all, like it's milk at the table. Milk with your dinner. Milk with <laughs> dinner. <laughs> Dairy cream at the table. Milk at the table. <laughs> milk at the table is what I thought it was called. I was referring to that. Um, milk with your dinner. First of all, disgusting. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I was. Did, I did some research for you. Oat milk is the best for you, right? It's, oat milk is 
it's oh, very Mark bad the for the planet, though. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. It's okay. My bad. Listen, Mother the Earth. one problem with our generation is that we point out all of the bad I things. Know. You actually can't enjoy anything. It's true. It's like soy milk is so good, but it's subsidized, so fuck the government. Oh, but then also the farmers. Oh, Which is the best one for you then? Cashew? No. I don't know. They're expensive. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's okay. talk about you. Don't do dairy. <laughs> dairy sucks. Um, dairy. Unless you want some cheese, that's fine. Cheese is yummy sometimes. Um, uh, okay, anyway, um, so this is very simple. But um, my husband is from Ireland for the fifth time. Um, but he has an Irish accent. And the craziest thing to me is, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with this struggle, but like rolling your R's. Mm-hmm. It's something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're an icon. You can do it already. Well, you know, um, my husband has like, <laughs> first of all, he wanted to learn a little bit of Spanish, so we got him Rosetta Stone at the beginning of COVID because the biggest cultural divide between having a husband that speaks no Spanish, has no Latin in his family, is talking to my parents. My parents mm. are, my dad speaks English perfect. My mom also speaks English perfect, but with an accent. And they're just like, you know, it's an effort for my mom, especially to like speak English to somebody. She's not gonna right. 100% connect to you. Right. So one of my worries is always like, oh, you know, like how are they gonna have conversations, which they do and they're hilarious. But my husband and me got ended up getting in a huge argument because my husband was so fixated on trying to say the words the right way, but where he's like learning them completely wrong and I, and right. I, I, I like oh my God, with an Irish accent yes exactly I, like 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 for example like I'm trying to think of like, the word because I'm like spacing on it but like like carro right which means like car mm. like my husband wants to be like carro instead of just like you know just suck it up right now and say caro like you know we're gonna right. he'll, yeah. he'll, so he'll be like carro carro and he starts to like do this like, <laughs> like French thing and we end up getting this huge French. argument over it where he's like <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, babe, no, it's it's at the tip of your tongue. Like, roll your R's. Right. That's that's pretty much Dead. something that to me, sure like, that's really clicked in my head. Where yeah. I was like, okay, so I've rolled my R's since I was a kid because Spanish was my first language. Yeah. And it's so weird that this is something I that like I don't get you're why struggling. people can't roll their R's. It's very strange to me. But the same, my mom speaks Spanish fluently, so it might be that like I just oh yeah. So you you probably yeah. were just saying words like that yeah. from a young age. I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like just. Rrr. It's not hard. Just do it. Can you do it, Alex? Pressure. I don't know. What are you doing? You can yeah, sound like a pigeon, yeah. kind of. Say like, be like rojo. Like Birdman? Rojo. Yeah, that's perfect. I was reteaching. We were supposed to go to Mexico right before COVID hit. We yeah. wound up not being able to go, but I bought a workbook and this other book so that I could reteach myself Spanish because I wasn't trying great. to go to Mexico with no Spanish under my belt. Mm-mm, that's not like and embarrassing. Yeah. And then maybe just like a quickie. My husband, again, from like being from Ireland, Catholic culture is a huge thing for them. And Oof. like the fact that I know nothing about religion at all mm-hmm. is kind of a weird thing sometimes that he's told me he's like just you know remember my family is like everything is like catholic over there and it's okay oh my god you have to say like God bless i'm you. gonna be like uh, our father hearth hearth i love you know nothing hearth in heaven i don't know our father arthur our father arthur first of all that's really surprising because especially in mexico catholicism is huge it is huge but like are your parents not religious they are and they aren't like you know like i like again I threw the wrench in there by being like, hey, I like boys. Right, yeah. And it all got kind of mixed up because the church is like, no, right, you can't like boys. Well, now the church actually, there are some churches, shout out to those that support gay people. Yes, oh, yeah, the, the new point. pope is great. Oh, the new, the, the young uh, Argentinian hottie. He's like, they're fine. He's like, they're cool. He's like, let's stop losing members. I thought yeah. God you loves know? everybody. Jesus loves everyone. You know, so I, I always thought it was same. strange. That I love it. Was like, I love it. I heard yeah, the also, same. like, Jesus made me. Also I was heard born that this way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Also heard he was brown, and they be not showing the brown dudes. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that. So some work to do. Do you think Jesus is white? Like, come on, please. No way. 
Anyway, so. Also, I'm a, I'm, I, I, again, might be a little sacrilegious to say it, but I'm no, I don't follow a specific religion. I'm just very spiritual. So it's like, you don't even know if that higher power is a dude. It could I don't think it is. A wonderful woman. I think she's a lady. Yeah. I, they, I, think I, say, shink, I think she's Sheila. I think they are they. In the words of Ariana Grande, God is a woman. Yes. Okay, also, my partner is Irish Catholic, Polish. Very interesting mix for us, being very emotional people. Um, is your husband? Yes. He's, don't he's, talk about anything. Shove your emotions down until yes, they yes, explode yes, yes, yes. on like mm. the floor of Target when you drop that's like that, a ketchup that, bottle. That's get that John Mulaney <laughs> does about Irish people, where like, yes. like bury the boy, bury the boy. Yes. Like that's that's my husband. Like like <laughs> keep it to in. Good. Don't share. It, well, it's like Irish people have emotions or whatever. It's like yeah. your son's dead. Oh, okay. Bury the boy. Bury the boy. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the skit. It's John Mulaney's like, one of my favorite. Yeah, you know. It's so it's, it, so but that's no. totally my husband. Yes. My husband, yeah. like, would rather, like, you could tell him the worst thing and he will just not give you any reaction because he's just so... And no this emotion. Is like, no emotion. He, yeah, he will cold. not appease you at, like as like a regular person. But, like, for me, I've got it out of him a couple times. I've actually seen him cry, like, three times, Aww. which is kind of cool. Um, I know. I always... I, hate, I like that you look at I hate when I see my man cry because I'm like... I hate really it, too, hurting. but I also, like, he needs to cry. He needs it, yes. He hadn't cried since, like, 2012 right. until he met me. It's and like, dude, like, you are over a fucking legit. dude for a good this cry. over here yeah. once a week. Yeah, I cry over at commercials. Yes! I listen to an Aerosmith I, I cried right before yes. we started recording when Elizabeth said something about hugging her mom. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It's true. But also, like I said before, I grew up in a household where we, like, yelled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, emotions were strong, so yes. I'm used to... That's also how I know that Jews are closer to black people <laughs> than they are to white people, because we, we've got a lot of emotions. Precious. Yeah, I have, a, a, I have a question emotions. for you. I don't know if there's a second for you to answer a question for me. Mm, oh. I'm Bentley Robles. Uh, this is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> so you are, are someone that, from the outside, Outside looking in, you are more obviously like you know intercultural, interracial than than me and my husband. How do you like? Do you get any extreme yeah. looks or opinions, oh, yeah. or just when you two walk on the street or something? Oh, like, totally. Holding hands or oh yeah, all the time. maybe not in Brooklyn, but like what? Yes, have have Brooklyn. you had any weird experiences or? Yeah, when we went when we traveled abroad, I had to start looking up like what are the relations between black people and like in England, for example, because we were getting stared at so much that it was uncomfortable. And I was like, is this a black-white thing? Is it because we're so good-looking? Like, yeah, what is it, you know? In Greenpoint, we've been, like, verbally attacked before. <gasps> like, we're a stranger. And it's so funny. Kevin remembers this more than I do, but it's because he was... We were riding bikes, and this guy pulled up behind him and was in a car, and I don't even remember what happened, but he started, like, freaking out and then was like, fuck you and your dirty girl. And... <sighs> And that made him, like, I just saw everything, his entire body stiffen up. And it was, like, making the decision. Like, is now, it's today the day? Is this really going to happen? And this angel of a man came over, like, another alpha male, and was like, dude, it's not worth it. Just walk away. Don't do this right now. Just, like, walk away. And, like, helped him, like, helped us both, like, off the street and just, like, away from that situation. But, like, yeah, people are real assholes. Do you feel, I'm sure you've had more, do you feel like you get it from both sides, too? Do you feel like you have black people that, like, shit on him and white people Um, that shit on you? That's a better question to ask him. I feel like probably black men might give him, like, a look or two Mm -hmm. more so. I don't really pay attention. Yeah. Also, black Good. ladies get it. They're like, girl, you need him for that credit. You need <laughs> <him for> that. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's like, yeah. But um, more so, like, older people, younger people don't give a shit. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Younger people do not yeah, care. No, no. I just, I, I, 
I was like, that has to be something that you've dealt when with. When we leave New York, I'm always very aware and very mm -hmm. worried. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. I don't think that, speaking of Arizona, like, I don't think we ever need to go to, like, Alabama. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think that they want us there. Yeah. <laughs> Just they don't deserve us. <laughs> they do not deserve don't us. Really That's true, too. I have obviously never dealt with this since we're both white. However, real quick, once we were at TSA, going through TSA at the airport, and this was when Kyle had a really big beard, like, and was starting to bald. First of all, she, I swear he's good looking. She made her hand gesture to the floor right now. <laughs> yeah, like it was big. I guess it was to the floor. It was like at least here. And <laughs> I was flying, so I was just like wearing a floral dress and my glasses, no makeup. I probably looked 12 years old and the TSA agent, oh we kissed real, this is like when we were first together, so we like had to kiss oh before God. I went through the thingy, the metal detector, oh whatever it is. And this woman with her eyes real wide was like, how old are you? I and think she like, thought that I was like, should have been like child. 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been hilarious. Oh Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. After we just like open mouth kissed yeah, in front of you. First of all, I, 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 I hate to bring that attention to this, but like if you're open mouth kissing before you go into TSA, I think you have a problem. We well, do. I would assume <laughs> that you're passing drugs. I would assume that you're passing right? drugs like, to each other. No, literally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, check her mouth. We were just Ooh. fucking weirdos when we started dating. <laughs> just just like so kid. attached. Like, oh, I can't go through here. I know. Me and Maybe my husband always make jokes. We were like spitting in each other's mouths at like the, <laughs> the laundromat. It's like, it's spit in my mouth. Yeah, it's, 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 it, I'm not even <laughs> making that up. Like, it's just <laughs> in the beginning of the relationship, you're like, <sighs> and then so now funny. I'm like, can you, like, not talk too close to me? Yeah. Right? Like, right? Well, I was with somebody who just recently started dating, and her, the husband, the boyfriend came over and kissed her, and she's like, he knows when my love tank is running on low. I was like... Oh, my God. Was her name, like, Rebecca? Morgan from <laughs> Connecticut? Like, <laughs> my love tank. She's like, Chad, my love tank. We talked about that. <laughs> No okay, I've been together for so long that like I remember when somebody came and was like, "Oh, you probably want to sit down with your girl, right?" And both of us said, "Nah." <laughs> Amazing. It's like, "No, take her." Not when I that. wait, I'm going to fuck with Kyle later and like when he comes home, I'll be like really quiet and weird and I'll be like, "What's wrong? My love tank's running low. I like need a little." Oh my god. Please record him. He's so he, sweet though. I bet he'd be like, "No, come here. What happened?" He's sweet, but like something like that, he'll be like, the fuck? My husband, my husband just does this like any time. We have this joke now. We call like a small chat, where it's like when I'm slightly <laughs> emotional, me like has something. He did something wrong that you're talking about. I'm like, hey babe, we need to have like just like a small chats later, small and chats. small chats. And he'll be like, oh for fuck's sake! Like he doesn't even <laughs> want to. Like, he doesn't even want to like hear it. Yeah. He's just like. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm Wait, no. I want to hear sake. what's the next one. The next oh, one is, uh, I, I didn't know that. Them, so I, I had asked you this before. It's just silly, right? It's not yeah. like it's not something like serious that I learned. We prefer silly. Okay, mm -hmm. um, vests over uh, V-neck tees. Oh. I did that Don't for do it or a do while. it. Don't do it. <laughs> 2009 to 2009, yes. 8, 10, 2011. It was like I'm gonna go out to a party and I'm gonna yes. level up my V-neck and jeans with a yes. vest. That and not only a vest that I bought somewhere, a vest that I got in a tuxedo when I was in a quinceanera oh, in 2007, a black silky vest. I'm going to toss it on. I have album artwork. I had a song called Knives where the key, where like I wrote it when I was like 17 and the chorus went, why can't you just stop sticking knives in me? Knives. That was the song that I wrote. Uh, but the cover of my song Knives was me in blue skinny jeans, this long Justin Bieber v-neck tee, bright red hair, straight end, and a black vest with boots that I bought at Zara that were women's boots. Just like, I, not even Zara, I think it was like the love of this. Yeah, I was, uh, and I a thought it was- Justin Bieber long tee, please no, I'm send about. it to us. I 
I know exactly oh, what you're talking about. I have the cover. Oh, yeah. V-neck is like down to here. Oh, oh my God. Like hair. Yeah. I love it. That's it was so, so good. I had my That's one tattoo. I have a tattoo that says Forever and Lights on my chest. It was one of my first ones, and I had my little, like, I had to have it showing. Yeah. Another tattoo on my wrist, so of course the cover's like me, like. I love it. And I just don't know how I did that. And me and my best girlfriend also were, we just loved vests. And. We just thought vests were so cool, and um, also yeah. those boots, the, not the Chelsea phase. boots, but the ones that are just like leather, that have like nothing, and they like crinkle. Mm. We'd go and we'd buy those, and I would get like a woman's 14 or whatever size to make fit my big ass feet. What are these boots? Why can't I think of them? You know, like they're just these. leather, like slip-on boots, like the ones that like put here, and they kind of like root, like crinkle. Yeah, and, yeah. And they, I've got bad ankles, so I never tried to do that, but I know okay. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they just, they just the fry. Oh, it's like a fry situation. What's a fry? Oh no, you're talking about the 80s. They were like kind like of a 80s. redo of like yes, an 80s. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're like kind of like a little bit high, but they're like yes. leather and yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I I don't know I what I was, I was doing amazing. with that with vests. When I first moved to Brooklyn, I was wearing those like 2006. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It was a moment. I remember this. Yeah, and I wore vests. I was into denim vests. But it was like vests over just regular shirts, and you just were like, Yeah, Man. I was wearing them over, v- over American Apparel v necks Yeah, first of all, shout out to American Apparel for being the worst part of. Are you like? Well, thanks for not arresting me for all the thousands of dollars of merchandise that I stole all through college. Same, because they didn't have thingies on any of their clothes. And they like they didn't. It was a well-known thing that the guy was psycho and didn't want to press charges. He didn't care. He's like they're advertising for me. Legit, he was like all those cool kids and their glasses. Big ass glasses. Oh, one more thing, and I'll end it here. The little skinny, skinny, skinny headbands that you would wear over your hair like this. Yes. Oh my God. That, yes. That was also I can totally see you nice. rocking that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole 80s outfit. Oh my it was a whole God. 80s outfit. But redo. brought into like but current. And I had like bright ass red hair. Like yes. I, I, I dyed my hair like fire. With Kool-Aid? No, with with like L'Oreal. Yes, no, that was just. You, you did hair. You knew how to dye hair. True. Like I, I, hair. I knew true, how to do true. hair. Yet I did. I had that hair. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know what so I was. Do you know cool. what? I've seen some Latinas with like uh, Little Mermaid red hair mm-hmm. and contoured out. Yeah. Those bitches look fierce. They do look I don't fierce. blame you. I get right, it. I'm like when I see those skin tone like, with red yes. hair like that. Yes. Yeah. Into it. And like a red lip, mm-hmm. and they kind of look like a wrestling character. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like hot, like yeah. a hot wrestler, a hot like wrestler. a superhero. I like it. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's hot. I don't no. blame you. Amazing. I can picture it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm better now. Anyway, didn't know then, but I'm older now. But I'm older <laughs> now. Milk at the table. That was amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, dude. Thank today. you. This is such so a great much. episode. Also, please like, can we like actually hang out? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this was like yes. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that as much as me and Elizabeth did. What did you think? Let us know. I really loved every part of Bentley's story. I think my favorite part is just he stayed true to himself. And even though he had this great career working as a hairstylist, he had his own place, mm-hmm. kind of seemingly had it all. Like for most people in their 20s, especially, like totally. holy shit. He was killing it. But to really feel like you love something so much that you're willing to give that up, I think that's huge. A hundred percent. I think that that is definitely something that most people probably go through is this feeling of, I should be happy, but why aren't I? I have all of these things that on paper seemingly make me very successful, but something's missing. And to be able to hear that voice and to listen to it, which he did time and time again. He listened to it when he was coming out to his parents and he was talking to his friends in middle school and they were like, oh, don't join choir. But like 
he just had to listen to his heart, right? And then it's, even his teachers yeah. saw, like, you are an incredible singer. I can see in your heart that this is what you want to do. You need to pursue it. So time and yes. time again, despite outside influences and internal, maybe, like, doubt, he always listened to his heart time always. and time again. And that guy, look out for Bentley Robles. He's going to be... Uh, first of all, check out his videos. They're up on the website. Check them out. Check them out on Instagram. You'll be in a on, trance. Oh, they're incredible. And watch out for this boy because he's coming at you as soon as things are lifted and we can dance and be sweaty around each other. I can't wait. Girl, I'll be dancing up on you at Bentley's concert. Can't <laughs> wait. True. So, guys, please let us know what you thought of the interview. We love hearing from you. Send us your questions. Send us your milk with your dinners. Send us your I didn't know then, but I'm older now. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but Alex and I showed up on Instagram last week. Yeah, did you see our pretty faces? It looks good. We want to do another one, but we haven't heard from anybody saying, you know, I'm waiting for the streets to start shouting more, more, more. Since we haven't heard that <laughs> yet, I guess we'll just do it. Let's see our cute faces again. We'll put on makeup for you again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, girl, put on makeup for the first time in weeks. And I was like, oh, bitch, that was that good. Was weird, but I like So it. give us an excuse to put on makeup. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram. Alex, where can they find us? You can find us at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. You can also find us at True Beauty Brooklyn. True Beauty Brooklyn Instagram's popping. This week, actually, we're having an, a meeting with our fantastic social media manager, and we're about to turn up on these True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast Instagram, too. Yeah. So, sorry it's been shit. It's going to get better. Go yes. follow us there. It will be entertaining, we promise. <laughs> Totally. Oh my God. It's going to be really fun. Follow us there. And if you want to email us, you can email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. And that's it, guys. Oh, that's come it. and see us at the studio. Yeah, we are open. We're open. We're here. We're slaying brows. Doing everything but facials and face waxing other than brows. Totally. You can see all of our brow work on our Instagram at truebeautybrooklyn. It's like, it's bomb. Dude, I'm impressed with myself. I'm not going to lie. Baham. Uh -huh. um, this bitch Alex right here, she killing it. This bitch, Elizabeth, right here, she's healing it too. Anyway, yeah, we guys, got you. We love you. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.